Hello and welcome to Studio RC, your weekly encouragement of your recovery and your faith. My name is Pastor Max and I am an alcoholic and I'm sober today only by the grace of God and the fellowship of the program as contained in the recovery literature and I am also a believer and follower of Jesus. So we're going to continue in our series on prayers, prayers in uh, that encourage and are within recovery. And so today we're going to look at a very popular, maybe the most popular prayer of all in recovery circles, and that is the serenity prayer. And the serenity prayer is a simple prayer, and the serenity prayer, as, as recited in many meetings, says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And many add, Thy will, not mine, be done at the end. And sometimes we even say the we version, God grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The serenity prayer is um, a simple prayer, a prayer that when in trouble or struggles is a great prayer. And I, today I'm, I'm going to give you some encouragement from the serenity prayer. Um, I'm going to share some background of where it came from, who the author is, all sorts of things. But one of the things that I really love, and when we at Recovery Church Online, when we close, we actually close with the long form of the serenity prayer. There's there's the short version that uh, is often heard in AA, and then there's the long form. And, and I have to show you this. I I um, found this. I was on a spiritual retreat, and I had never seen the long version of the serenity prayer. And I bought this frame, and it's probably been 20-plus years ago, um, in beautiful calligraphy. And this, and I will read it as it is stated on this. Let's, I, hopefully you can see it on there. But it says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and ever in the next. Amen. When I, when I saw this frame and I, I saw this version of the prayer, I was blown away. I, I loved the longer form of the prayer, and I, I loved the, the next line, and, I, and it almost seems why wouldn't recovery groups use this, but that it says... Um, living one day at a time. Like, that's our mantra. Uh, <laughs> so that it's right in the serenity prayer, and it's the next line. Um, I just enjoying one moment at a time. Again, that that uh, taking on life a little bit differently is such a recovery principle. Um, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace. Again, this great uh, understanding of recovery. And then it, it goes on taking 
as he did, capital H, Jesus, as Jesus did this sinful world, as it is not, not as I would have it again, that, that releasing of, of what my expectations are, what I think should be happening, um, and trusting that he, capital H, you know, Jesus, will make all things right if I surrender to his will, which is interesting because some of the, the, the prayers and the third step, and we, we surrender our, our, our will over life and our will and our life over the care of God, um, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and ever in the next. So it talks about like, I'm not looking, I, I want to be, you know, relatively happy here on earth, but knowing that in the future, eternity waits for me um, and where I will be supremely happy uh, with him forever and ever. It, again, talking about eternity, that, that, that time frame of, that goes on forever. I, I love the serenity prayer. I love the short form, but I, I love the long form. And I love the long form so much. That's one of the reasons that at least our Recovery Church online campus, we close every meeting with the long form of the serenity prayer. Because I, I just, it, it's a powerful, powerful prayer. But um, let me give you some background about this prayer. Because where did it come from? Who wrote it? There was a lot of, a lot of questions about this prayer and where it came from. Um, initially, I, the, it's this, before we get into the history, I, I love how people use it as well. It's a wonderful way to just calm ourselves down when we're feeling stressed, angered, or frustrated. And usually when we have these heightened emotions, especially in early recovery, that's when we have the opportunity to pick up again. And so when, we're, when we have these uh, emotional spikes or challenges, stress, anger, frustration. But when we say the serenity prayer, it just, it forces us to pause. When we're agitated and we look within to sort of assess the situation, we just, the serenity prayer, literally we're praying for peace. A peace that passes all understanding, a peace that calms. And so, I, you know, I love that we use that. There's, there are many scriptures that that, that undergird this prayer. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, the serenity of God, which transcends all understanding. In other words, it doesn't always make sense, even in the face of challenges, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's from Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And it uh, or a little, a couple verses later in Philippians, in Philippians 4.11, it says, I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I've had content, peace, serenity, no matter what the circumstances. And then it tells us in James, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, and then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So, those are, are, are some of the, the things, the wisdom that comes from God and comes from heaven when we pray. And this, this has the power, this prayer, as many prayers do, but this prayer has the power to transform. And I love the power that this prayer has. And so, again, who wrote this? Um, in the beginning, people weren't sure. Uh, and the grapevine wasn't sure. And the People were looking, but all things uh, a point to American theologian Reinhold Niebuhr, 
uh, wrote this. And, and he was a, a pastor and a theologian. And he lived 1892 to 1971, lived a, a good full life. But um, he composed this prayer. The, the prayer as, as we kind of know it, um, or some version of the prayer, somewhere around 1932-1933. And this, the prayer spread rapidly, and it often without attribution uh, to Niebuhr, um, through church groups in the 30s and 40s, and again was adopted uh, by AA and other 12-step programs. They, they loved the, the, the serenity prayer. Um, it's understood that Reinhold Niebuhr used this in a 1943 sermon uh, in Massachusetts, in Heath, Massachusetts, um, and it appeared in a sermon in this as well. It, it also appeared in a prayer book uh, in 1944 for the armed forces. Um, so it went all across the world to chaplains, and so this prayer was uh, being used throughout throughout the world. And early versions of the prayer isn't they're not given it's not given a title. It wasn't known as the Serenity Prayer. But by 1955, um, it was being called the Serenity Prayer in the publications of AA and, and Grapevine and others had kind of given it that title. And it's just it's it's interesting because it's one of it's one of those things that this this incredible prayer and people weren't sure where it came from, but they they really liked it. And so going back a little bit, the earliest written reference to the Serenity Prayer, as we can find, was in 1932 in a diary um, by one of Reinhold Niebuhr's uh, students and quoted the prayer in their personal diary and attributing it to Reinhold Niebuhr. And... Um, and then uh, this, this particular student went on and was responsible for writing several versions of the prayer, which appeared in newspapers, prayer books. Um, and the references are often uh, the simplest and closest to the current version of the prayer that this student put forth. So Reinhold Niebuhr didn't even publish it initially. Um, it's believed that Niebuhr first wrote the Serenity Prayer as part of uh, a sermon series, <coughs> which he then used, again, at the Heath Evangelical Union Church in Heath, Massachusetts. By 1944, <clears throat> the Federal Council of Churches printed the prayer in a prayer book. And that prayer book was also issued, again, to the chaplains and the USOs circulated the prayer or printed cards to soldiers during World War II. So it made it all around the world during World War II. Um, it's Thought in 1951, and hopefully, some I know that some of my history geeks love this, and some of my spiritual people are like, okay, but th this is fascinating stuff. Niebuhr published um, a version of the Serenity Prayer, including the first written mention of the word grace in the poem. And listen to this how he wrote this, and it's, it's similar to the, sort of the versions that we know today, but a little different. It said, God, and this is Reinhold Niebuhr wrote this. God, give me grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed, courage to change the things which should be changed, and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time. 
accepting hardships as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right. If I surrender to your, to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Um, I, that, that's very, the second half is very similar. The first half is a little wordier than what we're used to, but I think uh, they cut it down, but it's, it's similar. Now, AA and other 12-step groups made use of the serenity prayer since we think at least around 1941. Um, and the, the official version is that a new member of AA brought the prayer to the attention of Bill W., and he liked it so much he had it printed up and distributed during meetings. Um, and the original text of the, the Serenity Prayer as distributed in, uh, in AA was, Father, give us courage to change what must, what must be altered. Serenity to accept what cannot be helped and the insight to know the one from the other. Again, slightly different than our version. But um, in most cases, the prayer is used to invoke this, I guess, a sense of detachment that, that from the things that stress us and immediately press, oppress us. Um, and um, there are several varieties of the prayer, but um, I think the, the version that we are now most familiar with truly, um, I think, that version has made a great impact on so many's lives, so many people's lives. Now, I did a little extra research. My history geeks out there, you're loving this. Um, but this, I went and I looked up specifically in regards to how did AA get this? Because I, I found some little uh, notations of how it was, but then I found an article with, on a recovery website that that shared with it that. Um, it, this prayer was discovered in uh, in memorial column, an obituary in early June edition of the New York Herald Tribune. And the exact wording was, uh, Mother, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to ch change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Goodbye. That was, and so they took off the mother and the goodbye because that was who the memorial was. In memoriam was for. So um, 15 years later, remembering the event, we had uh, Ruth C., who was the first non-alcoholic secretary at our, our main offices in Manhattan. And she said, it's a fact that Jack C. appeared at the office one morning for a chat, and during the course of which he showed me the obituary notice with what became known as the serenity prayer. I was as much impressed with it as he was and asked him to leave it with me so that I could copy it and use it in our letters to the groups and loaners, because the secretary at that time would send out correspondences to groups as well as loaners, those who didn't have groups or were too far away from a group, so people who were individuals. At, that, at this same time, Bobby B., who was also uh, terrifically impressed with it, undoubtedly used it in her work with the many she contacted daily at the 24th Street Clubhouse. Horace C. had the idea of printing it on cards and paid for the first printing. It was sent to a Washington, D.C. member uh, and printer by profession, and the request was, one of the boys up here got a clipping from a local newspaper, which is so very much to the point and so much to the liking 
that they have asked me to find out from you if you would give us a cost upon a small card, something like a visiting card, which can be carried in a wallet. Here it is. Would appreciate uh, it if you would let me know right away. And so the answer back from the printer was immediate and enthusiastic. He says, your cards are on the way. And my congratulations uh, to the man who discovered that in the paper. I can't recall any sentence that packs quite the wallop that that does. And during that day, shown it to the AAs that dropped in, and each case have been asked for copies. I sent you 500 copies in as much as you didn't say how many you wanted. If you need any more, let me know. Incidentally, I am only a heel when I'm drunk. I hope. So naturally, there could be no charge for anything of this nature because he was in the program. So this prayer for most of the 40s was called the AA prayer and not even the serenity prayer by members of the fellowship as well as others. But by the late 40s, it had become better known as the serenity prayer and even the grapevine referred to it as that. Now the grapevine credited to almost every theologian, philosopher, and saint known to man. They didn't know who wrote this particular uh, page. And it spread. And one of the reasons it spread, and I, I love this in early AA, uh, one point you mentioned is that the prayer seemed to spread so quickly. Um, and this, again, is from a Grapevine article. That's easily understood. First, it does fit each one of us. So the prayer is universal. And second, if Chicago was like Washington in those early days, if anyone uh, returned from a visit to another city, all the home AA uh, members would immediately besiege them with questions. How many in their group? And do they do things the way we do? And so on. Anyone coming back with that prayer, it would have spread like wildfire. Like, you'll never believe I found this prayer in... Uh, in, in New York and in Washington, and oh, that's a great prayer. We should use that prayer. And so, and so they did. And so the serenity prayer spread. And uh, I want to just give you um, some points of some principles that are our biblical principles that uh, that the serenity prayer puts forth. The first one is God directs us. When we, when we as believers, people of faith, accept his direction and influence, we have this inner calmness and peace which can be experienced. And, and the serenity prayer, again, encapsulates that. There are some things, this is the second thought, we can't change. We don't have the ability to change certain things. Um, and there's no helpful consequences of debating or questioning. Um, and so, therefore, there are things we can't change. We don't have control over. The third thing is we need God's help to discern wisely. Whether from the scriptures, we're told it's easy to observe what is readily uh, visible by the eye, but the meaning behind what's obvious is not always understood. Um, we need God's help, God's insight um, to understand things. We need God's wisdom, the wisdom to know the difference. Um, the power to overcome sin comes from God, which again, that goes back to the first step. We don't have power. I need somebody's else, someone else's power to overcome my addiction and alcoholism. I need somebody else. I need the power of God to overcome 
all of the things that I did that um, I will list in the fourth step and, and in the eighth step to make amends for. I need forgiveness and a way to overcome uh, that sin. And finally, we must surrender to God's way and not continue in our sinful ways. I love that Jesus, he would never uh, destroy somebody who was caught in sin. He would protect them. He would encourage them. But often as he protected, whether it was, you know, whether it was the woman caught in adultery, the, the woman at the well, or but he, he would protect them, but say when all was when the dust had settled, he would say, Go and sin no more. And I love that recovery is a lot like that. It protects us um, from overly judging ourselves, and then God grants us this forgiveness, and in granting us the forgiveness, says, go and don't do that anymore. So as we finish our, our, our understanding of the serenity prayer, I just want to read it one more time, give some insight, and then uh, God, grant me the serenity. Grant me peace, a peace that passes all understanding. That's the kind of peace that God can grant us. It doesn't make sense in the face of our circumstances to accept the things I cannot change. There are things I cannot change. Give me the courage to change the things I can. There are things I can change. There are things that I can alter, things that are within my control. And that's about keeping my side of the street clean. And then the wisdom. Give me the wisdom. I, I need like a, a higher power thought process, wisdom, to know the difference. Living one day at a time. Enjoying one moment at a time. And we accept hardships. Our past, our fourth step, our eighth step our addictions, as the pathway to peace. We needed much of that turmoil to be able to come through onto the other side to peace. Taking as Jesus did, as he did, this sinful world, as it is, not as I would have it. Again, I don't have control over changing all the aspects of it, so there needs to be some acceptance of things that I cannot change and, and that things aren't going to be exactly the way I would have them. Trusting that he will make all things right. In the end, as people of faith, we know Jesus wins. Every knee will bow. So we put our faith in and trust in that he will make all things right. And it happens when I surrender to his will so that I may be, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life. We're supremely happy with him forever and ever in the next. Amen. I hope that this, this explanation and look at the serenity prayer has been encouraging both to your recovery as well as your faith. We encourage you each and every time to like, like our podcast, subscribe, um, and just... Check us out on uh, the various platforms and subscribe to the podcast. And uh, just let us know your thoughts in the comment section. We really always appreciate that kind of feedback. And just remember, Recovery, Recovery Church, 12 steps, 
one goal. God bless, and we'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.